this afternoon. I guess before we get on to World Cup, your thoughts on the final four for the MPC? Yeah, g'day guys. Thanks for having me. Plenty to talk about. Uh, yeah, it's going uh, to be a cracking weekend in the Bunnings Warehouse MPC semi-finals. We saw four excellent quarterfinals, pulsating games um, across the country over the weekend. And, um, you know, I think that the four best teams are there. They were all tested. Um, I was in uh, New Plymouth calling the Taranaki game and um, what a turnaround for, for Taranaki. Neil Barnes has done a fantastic job with the side this year. Um, I, I thought they played um, exceptionally well, 1-23. to The bench obviously played a key part. Jason Potros coming on and, and, and playing his hand. Look, Josh Jacob and Adam Lennox um, formed a wonderful partnership. Obviously, no Stephen Petofeta at Taranaki for the run-in, but um, some of those guys that came off the bench were, were superb. I, I thought they, they played really well up front. Um, Peter Garcia, cooler. We know he's off to France at the end of the year. Um, he put on a massive shift. Remembering too, they didn't have Caelan Boshier. They kept him before uh, that game. He was ruled out. So I think they go into a game against Canterbury uh, at home. Um, you, you don't often say it, but I think you'd have to say that their favourites, Canterbury. I thought they played pretty well. Uh, all things considered, against Auckland, who probably rude kicking a bit too much ball back to Canterbury. So I think possession is going to be key again for the Bulls at Yarra Stadium uh, if they are to slip past them. But uh, that's going to be a titanic battle, that one. Wellington, Hawks Bay, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be another beauty. I mean, how good was that Ranfilly Shield challenge in round nine? Um, we know what has happened uh, since then. There's been uh, plenty of talk and, I guess, controversy around the Hawks Bay team. And a big part of that going into that Bay of Plenty game was, was how was that going to affect the team? Was it going to galvanise them? Uh, or, or was it going to um, be, be a massive distraction? And we saw the results in that. I think Waikato uh, showed if you can uh, get some sort of parity at set piece with that Wellington team, uh, you can create a good platform. And they, they found holes, they made inroads and, and, and managed to exploit them from time to time out wide. But the thing you can't do, you can ill afford to give uh, Wellington time over the ball because Caleb Delaney was outstanding. Duplicy Kitty, we know, he only needs half a second. Uh, to get over there and be a barnacle and, and pill for it. So um, I think uh, clean-out's going to be key uh, for, for Hawks Bay. They're going to have to um, make sure that they, they get it right at the breakdown. But, um, yeah, they'll take so much out of that performance, the Ranfilly Shield, and, and as I say, it looks to have galvanised them. So uh, two beauties uh, this weekend, quarterfinals. Uh, first one on Friday night in Taranaki, and then um, the, the following one in Wellington on the Saturday. Well, Jeff, I mean, you lost a lot of respect on this show when you said the four best teams are there and Waikato's not. So, <laughs> you first did all, not, <laughs> Jeff. Don't listen to him for a second. To be fair, to be fair, and that's, that's not a bad shout there, B, but I tell you what, mate, they were so close and it was a hell of a performance from Waikato the other night in the capital. I mean, what, 32 phases, the only thing that denied them. So, um, yeah, again, like that was, it was, it was anyone's game at the end there. But I, I, that's going to be probably the thing too. How will Wellington pull up after that? I mean, they had a lot taken out of them, uh, a lot of gas taken out of the tank. Whereas Hawks Bay, I mean, they were exposed at times against Bay of Plenty. Um, and Wellington will look at that and go, well, you know, Rion Paul and the like. They managed to get through them up the centre of the park at times and play on top of them. But you know, I think who who pulls up um, the, the fresher going into that game will, will be key. And what about the injury at ten for for Canterbury? Is it yeah. how big a blows? How Massive. big a blows that for Fergus? Uh, I mean, yeah. for Canterbury, for more importantly, yeah. it's oh, oh, I don't know how you recover Absolutely, from that. Absolutely, mate. Well, we could probably we could probably draw a long straw if you like, and so that I mean, uh, the Chiefs fan, he's there, yes. so you know yes. you can say that that, that that he'll play a part. So you're still playing a part, mate, in the final four. Yeah. Um, and I thought Jeez. he played really well, but not really. Know, like, 
<laughs> well, he, he played well. Like Fergus Burke's had a fantastic season. That is a massive blow. And as you saw him hobble off, I think after 12 minutes, he probably thought, "Now it's going to massively damage their chances." But the way Ramiki came in, we know he's played a, a game this year in Super for the Chiefs at 10. Um, I thought he was outstanding. Um, he kicked well, controlled the game well, and you probably saw the same thing. But you've got just getting a, an opportunity um, to, to come in and go. All right, better step up and do it. And I mean, again, and we talked to a lot of people when we're talking NPC here, Jeff. I mean, we're now down to the final four. What a what a year it's been. I I, I think this has been as good of the NPC quality wise as we've had for quite some time. It has been good. I mean, there's been a lot of chat about it, and obviously externally as well about the nature of the competition, New Zealand rugby, where it sits. Um, you know, you talk to people out out in the bars and things, and and, and ask the chat as well. We should make the competition amateur. Um, you know, there's. If you, if you look wider and you talk uh, more in general about the New Zealand game, they're saying we can't compete with um, with these teams on the under-20s levels, haven't won it for I think, 217. It's been a long time. But I think when you look at the quality of some of these players, I was working with Ant Strawn the other day down in New Plymouth. And, and Strawn, he, he's coached for a long time. He's obviously played, the, played at the highest level. And he's, he's working in schoolboy rugby as well. So he's seeing these kids come through. And his comment was, you know, like... Um, we are, we do have these guys coming through, but we have to be a little bit more selective, I suppose, about who, uh, about the areas we focus on, where we put investment in the game, because, um, you know, it was the old saying, wasn't it, that we were, we were different in New Zealand because we grew up throwing the ball around. We had players that developed into good loose forwards and, and tight forwards that, that had the ability to play the ball, but they're doing that all over the world now. So we need to look at, um, I think, how we're, how we're bringing our kids through um, obviously, player participation is, is, a, is a real worry. So um, there's lots to look at. But in terms of in terms of your question, yeah, I think it's been a fantastic season. We've seen some great rugby. And looking back at that Hawks Bay Wellington Shield game the other day, just looking at some of the comments um, on social media, you know, it's, you often see people say, "This is great code. This is better than some of the stuff we're seeing at the Rugby World Cup." So the, the brand of footy we're putting out, that's not the problem. Um, it's just a deeper look at the, I guess, the systems that bring our players through. And when you talk about those systems, Jeff, I mean that is what all inevitably ends up rising to that top level at the Rugby World Cup. So let's turn our attention there for the moment. Uh, I was almost covering my eyes in fright watching that Ireland-Scotland game, to be perfectly frank. Uh-huh. Beaver's not so stressed. How scary did Ireland look to you? Yeah, to be fair, I mean, Italy haven't really shown up at this World Cup, have they? So I, I think you have to... Um, you have to put those specs on when you look at that performance. But Ireland have been have been exceptional. That um, they're, they're playing on top of teams. They're running through teams. We know how good their forward pack has been. But um, Jamison Gibson Park and 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 Johnny Sexton are just having so much time on the ball, and, and it's giving the likes of Bundy Aki, who is just playing some ridiculous rugby, just all the time in the world and space in front of him to run and set up the attack in midfield. And and you know. It's, it's, you know, if you look at the tries they're scoring, they're not, they're not actually going to a lot of phase. Sometimes up and up inside the 22, they're breaking the line up around halfway, and they're finding guys running shoulder lines and support. So um, they're playing, playing beautiful footy. Um, and, and I just, I think for the All Blacks, um, you know, I think we're going to have to do a couple of things really well. And interesting to hear what you think about this. Beaver heard some of your chat at the start, but I feel like we're going to have to press them defensively very quickly and get up in the face of Johnny Sexton and try and limit them to. If they get past three passes and, and get um, you know James Lowe and, and others involved and, and Kanan and, and, and the rest and, and Ringrose and Anarchy especially if they can, if they get that sort of an Irish game going, the All Blacks could be in real trouble. So I think 
defensive line speed is going to be crucial. Also, just being mindful of how many we may commit to the breakdown. Ireland have some of the best cleaners in the game at their ruck. So if we've got a whole lot of our boys in there trying to compete for that and getting blown out, and as I say, if they can get that ball out, out to Bundy and, and further out, it could be a really long day. So trying to shut down their second line of attack um, is, is going to be key for the All Blacks. And just being a little bit smarter, I think, with our contestable kicking, I think um, they're, they're a team, again, like France and, and South Africa, who you can ill afford to kick a lot of ball away to because they're very good in the air. Um, their back three players, exceptional in the air. And then, as I say, they get their cleaners there. So effectively give away possession. You have to be very confident in that high ball option. And I think South Africa probably showed a blueprint the other day too. Um, you know, very, very close to beating them. Um, Mostert and Etzebeth got up and, and dominated their line out at times, such a crucial part of their attack. They, 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 um, they create a lot of their, their work off that platform. So if we can... Get a bit of parity at line-out time, and I want to hopefully say dominant, putting on Beaver's rose-tinted glasses. I think the All Blacks <laughs> are a great chance. We know they're going to be they're going to be a beast at scrum time. And Tyrell Lomax, I know that uh, Ian Foster said he's he's uh, he's not saying he's in, he's not saying out. I'll take that because you need Tyrell Lomax um, there. He, he's such a rock on the tight head side, and um, and Artie back. I mean, you know, Artie's he's one of the best players at the World Cup um, without a doubt, and, and so. Um, I, I agree with Beaver. I think if, if the All Blacks go in, um, you know, with the game plan, know how they want to play the game, limit the Irish, um, you know, potency at set piece, and give guys like Artie a, a chance to compete and others, I think it's going to be a cracking game. And you wouldn't want anything else. You want a team that's on a 17-game win streak. You want a team that beat you in a test series. You want all that. Because um, if we get through Ireland, um, you know, then it is the way the draw has shaped up. It is going to be a... I don't want to say that, but a slightly easier semi-final for the All Blacks heading into a, to a final. So it's, you couldn't ask more. No, it's a walk in the park if I get through this one, Jeff. We'll, we won't, uh, we won't sugarcoat it. This is a, this is a straight trip to the 28th of October if you get through this quarterfinal. Um, now, come on, Wales aren't Wales are not Wales are not beating us in a semi-final if we get through this, Jeff. Come on. Come on. Um, well, I mean, no, I, yeah, I know no, you're employed. I, I know that. you're employed by Sky, mate, but they're still going to watch it. It's a semi-final World Cup. The ratings will still be great, but it ain't going to be a contest. Uh, if we can switch more, if we can switch to the other quarterfinal of massive interest yeah. out of Stade France this weekend. Yeah. Uh, are you saying no Dupont, no chance uh, for the Frenchies, or what, what? Where's your Where's your gut on this one? Uh, South Africa for me, just getting stronger by the day when they actually. Uh, somehow bring in uh, Le Arm, uh, Pollard into the yep. squad, who weren't in the squad, of course, but they were always yep. going to be in the squad, apparently. <laughs> well, look, I think, yeah, mate, it's, um, it is, it's going to be fascinating. Obviously, they lost Malcolm Marks out Africa, and you thought when they lose someone of that, that quality, they were going to be affected. But, um, you know, they've had the depth of... Uh, they've, they've taken that step forward and they've shown that, that it hasn't impacted them as much. I think Dupont, though, for, for France, is, is huge. You know, if they get him back, uh, their captain, um, front of a packed house, home fans, you know, the 16th man on the field. I think that they could ride home off that. Um, I think South Africa, like they did to Ireland, um, albeit not winning that game, um, you know, just before the quarterfinals, I think if they can pressure them at, at set piece again at line-out time, shut down the, you know, the um, the ability of Jalibert and Ramos and Pinot, because they play very similar to Ireland, don't they? They, they try and go through teams. Um, they try and dominate at set piece, and just that depth, that depth on attack, 
um, South Africa can shut that down, lure them into their own game again. I think Libok's been playing some really good footy as well. Like, you know, again with South Africa, there was that chat before the World Cup, oh, it's going to be what South Africa's team is going to turn up. Is it going to be the territorial-based side? that we've seen over so many years or, or how much variation is going to be in their game. And we've seen they've got so much variation. The kick passing has been very, very good. And um, they've scored some fantastic tries too. So um, I think if DuPont plays, I think France win. Um, but, but, yep. is the very big but. Mm. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, Jeff, we've got to let you go, uh, running out of time, sadly, but I'll get a quick one-word answer from you for the other quarters as well. Fiji v England? Fiji. Wales, Argentina. Good on you. Good on you, Jeff. I'm going to go Argentina. Woo! Up the if southern Gareth, hemisphere. If, 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 well, if Gareth Anscombe's fit and plays, and I know they've lost Toby Falatau, but if, if Anscombe, because he was going to start against Georgia, if he's, if he's back, um, they're a shot. But Czech has got that Argentinian team playing again just with so much passion and belief. So I'm picking Argentina.